25th, it's episode 35, and you're listening to podcast with uh, Brett Diggs. We are bringing it to you on a smooth, cool Thursday night, and uh, I think we got a new sponsor for the podcast, Jackery, Jackery Portable Power Stations. They're fucking awesome. Powering this podcast right now. They are fucking great. So just go on Amazon, you can find one. But uh, it's called Digs Up and uh, get this fucking party started. Here we go. Yo, yo. What's up, Pards? What's up, buddy? How we doing? What's going on with your day? I caught up with an old friend of ours. Who's that? Uh, M- Mr. Joe. You remember him? Joe Alonzi? Joe Poole? What's that? Joe from Poole. Wrong Joe. The short Joe. Joe. We, tall Joe. No, Joe we had on the show. Oh, Joe Joe. Yeah. Oh, Show Joe. Show Joe. It's- we got too many Joes. Show Joe. Show Joe. Yeah, man. I might uh, might go say what's up with the, to him this weekend. He's, you know, he sent me a video. Joe. Yeah, he sent me a video of him when he got out of the hospital. Holy shit. He's lucky to be alive. No shit. Yeah. Now, big recap. He got in a car accident? He had, a like, a uh, brain aneurysm. Like a blood vessel in his brain blew up, and he's like, like someone with a stroke. He just has half of his body doesn't work anymore. And the fucking crazy thing is what, like, I wonder if the, I forget. I thought I was was the stroke just a stroke, or was he like driving a vehicle when he had it? He was in his car, and uh, it was happening, and he was starting to feel weird, and he wasn't sure if um, you know he should call anybody or disturb anybody. And he's like, luckily he's. Somebody saw him in his car, like, you know, zoning out or something like that. And they asked if he was okay. And he's like, I know I need a hospital or something like that. And they took him in. And that that probably saved his life, to be honest with you. Thank God somebody's there. Yeah. I mean, he was in his apartment complex in his car. How long did that happen? Uh, A couple months ago. Or I don't know exactly. I think it was a few months it's back. It's been a little bit, but he gets, he's getting recovering and stuff, but wow. Yeah, no, I mean, when we talked to him, I was like, wow. And now, after watching that video, I was like, holy fucking shit, bro. Like, I can't believe it. So. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast he was on. Yeah, I think what we'll do, potentially, is uh, this weekend, we'll do one, and uh, we'll have him in studio, and we'll call you. I'll just go to his house. That sounds cool. Yeah, because he says he's, he goes he texts me today and he's like I, he goes he goes I you know it's hard to think or whatever and my memory's shit right now and he goes but uh, how's the radio show going and all that and I said it's going good you know we're just having fun and uh, I think it'd be I think it'd be cool to bring all this shit over to his house and just do it so I now now they got this setup going this fucking Jackery portable power station 
Dude, I'm outside right now. I've got a lamp. I've got the board powered. I've got the iPad. I got the, everything going. And I'm outside totally independent from like any fucking power. It's so great. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. They're, uh, you want to be outside on hot days like today. Jesus. They're the, I think they're the new uh, podcast sponsor, Jackery Portable Power really? Stations. Yeah, I think so. I think they would be awesome. Yeah, so we'll work on that with them and see if we can't uh, hook something up. Hook it up. Well, but, shit, we might as well have advertise stuff we're using. That way people know where it's actually legit. I mean, we're, you know, you're, I'm really using it. We used it at your house that one time. I mean, we tested it out at your house. I mean, we had an outlet, you know, that we could have plugged into, but we chose to use the power station just to try it out and fucking worked great. I think we could have did like five shows in a row with it. <laughs> yeah, it works good. It's a tiny little unit, too. What's that? It's a tiny little unit, too. Which is nice. Yeah, it fits in my box and everything. That's so pretty good. Well, it reminds me of the, the, the smaller size of the old cell phones. Remember those little? Circuits? Yeah, the bag phones. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Plug right in. It's like this is great. Wireless D. Checking out and going sixty down the freeway, calling you on a phone. Fucking wireless. Now everybody does. Yeah, I know. Now your fucking phone is probably more powerful than your goddamn computer and your everything else you own. Oh, I always get a kick out of it when people call me and they know I have my phone on but I don't answer. And like, hey, I called you. I know you had your phone on. Why didn't you answer? I'm like, because uh, I pay the cell phone bill. Because like, I, I, pay the, yeah, I, pay, I pay the bill for my convenience. The phone's for my convenience. I might have been sitting on a can. Maybe there's a reason I didn't want to pick up the phone. God damn it. Yeah. I, I wasn't available. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I don't have to explain much more than that. I just wasn't available. Who knows what someone's doing? Uh, maybe you're in the middle of it. <laughs> maybe you're at the pot store. Maybe you're fucking eating food or get a blowjob. I don't know. Fuck masturbating. Up. Certain times you just don't want to be interrupted. Fuck off, people. With trying to Fuck cons- off. Try- trying to consume other people's yeah. time. Giving them shit about why they don't pick up their goddamn cell phones. Fuck off. Jesus. Next thing you know, they're going to, like, GPS locate you when you don't answer the phone. I know you're at your house. Pick it up. I know you're at your house, motherfucker. Oh, man. Fuck off. Talking about people uh, at a house, what's going on with Choppy Chop? Oh. Are they still in the... Uh, are they still... They went from a six-block radius to, like, a two-block radius, and then, like, they kind of stopped shooting each other, and so they're, like, a no-block radius now or something? You know, I don't know all the details on the nation of CHOP, but um, I do know this. I did hear today that um, several of the business owners in that area are suing the city because they are their businesses are getting fucked up, and it gets dangerous at night. And, um, yeah, it's just not fucking cool, man. You can't, you can't have these people doing this unlawful goddamn protest. And, um, you know, disturbing fucking commerce in the area. I mean, there's, they interviewed people. I watched the local news tonight, like Cairo and Como tonight. Both of them, actually. Yeah. And both of them were, like, consumed with stories about this where fucking, you know, like, uh, 
hey, I marched in all the marches, you know, like, you know, like, let's fucking, if you want to protest, let's, let's protest, but let's not fucking jack, you know, one of the most, you know, an economic hub of the city. Like, I mean, all these businesses can't even, they're scared to even open their doors. Like, I mean, a lot of them are boarding their windows up just because it's so fucking wild down there. It's not just protesters. It's just fucking all of the fucking trash that has nowhere else to fucking go and you have nothing else to do. They just go hang out there. There's a big brokerage firm in Seattle that's in that district that said, hey, we're gone. We lost confidence in the city and the, the uh, I think I heard locality to actually uh, protect our business and our employees. We're moving to Arizona. I think I heard that. And, Phoenix or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the quality of life for their employees is going to be higher because the cost of living is lower. Right. They don't have to, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's just one of the. It's not good. Dude, and all, all the, all the, uh, all the monuments they're uh, destroying. I mean, literally, the leaders of that organization said, "If we don't get our way, we're going to burn this thing to the ground." And he goes, "You can take that figuratively or literally. I don't care, but that's what's going to happen." Doesn't that sound like the words of a tyrant? Well, you know. It does. And um, I heard, I just, I'm just glazing through like the other news channels earlier, but um, I guess Trump wants, Trump wants to get super tough and like start charging these people that you know, do damage in these neighborhoods. Uh, you, you, okay, you, okay? Well, you okay over there? Good God. Oh, well, two and two, just, two and two is just doing a little, little, how do you do a little dabby dabby? Oh, I got you. Okay. No, Trump wants to charge these fucking people as terrorists. And he goes, if you charge them as terrorists, like, they don't go to regular prison. They go to federal prison. You know what I mean? Well, if you send them to the normal prison, the localities are going to let them out like that anyway. They don't keep... You You can beat up somebody. You can mug somebody. You can carjack somebody. Go to prison. They're probably going to let you out within 12 hours. Yeah, You don't even have to sit in jail anymore. So you're basically telling people... Hey, you can break as many laws as you want. We'll just process you, and we won't ever hold you accountable. Yeah, King County Jail is pretty full right now, and it's it's a wild place to be. So, like, they, they kind of keep... Please, Jesus. Killing me with that cough, bro. Guess see a doctor. <laughs> yeah, he'll tell me I have four months to live. I don't want to hear that shit. I'd want a second opinion. Well, I mean, you thought that, like, four months... You know, five years ago. Yeah, well. You're still around. I think you're just, I think your hair just gets grayer and longer. That's what happens. It does. Yeah, it happens when you get older cards. But man, if we put you in King County Jail, I mean, you might be one of, people be scared of you and your hair, maybe. You start acting fucking psycho. Just fucking, you know. I mean, I was starting to make some like new logos for the show. And I was using one of those mm-hmm. one of those pictures we took of you at uh, Angry's house. Oh yeah, 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 dude. It started to look like something like a fucking Tarantino movie fucking poster. I don't know. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> dude, you'll love the new hat I got. Are you using something other than the Gilligan hat these days? 
Oh, dude, we got these new ads in at the shop. We we only got two of them. They're from Travis Matthews, and they're like a good good company. Travis Matthews. What's that? Travis Matthews is good company. They can make good shit. Oh, dude, all their stuff, their clothes are fucking off off the hook. But uh, the hat, it's like a sun hat. It's all uh, it's all that that. what is that weave shit? And it's got a it's got a nice big logo on the front with palm trees, and it says Travis Matthews celebrating men of leisure, establishing the United States. Oh, just Love. those words sound like racist, homophobic hat right there. Sounds like <laughs> your, sounds like your type of hat. I'll uh, I'll put it on. Send you a picture from the phone. Still love it. Do it. Do it after the show, though, because we'll hear the text message come through, probably, because I got this shitty fucking cell phone service. Hey, if anybody wants to, any, it, like AT&T or Verizon or, you know, one of the better cellular companies out there want to sponsor my cell phone, get me off a of Sprint. <laughs> get me off a of Sprint. That shit sucks. Yeah, I want to be able to, like, take a fucking text message and a phone call at the same time. I practically can't. I get a good oh, deal. I get a good deal, but I can't do data and voice at the same time. It's the fucked up part. Otherwise, man, we'd be able to do all sorts of shit. I, I think I'd probably be able to bring in some, like, a control so much more. Anyway, well, it doesn't is, matter. It is annoying if you're drunk. Yeah, I, I, you know, I get that. I get you. Doesn't matter. Bullshit. Well, we're looking for sponsors. I'm just bitch. Else? I'm just bitching to bitch. <laughs> yeah. What else do we do? What else do we what use? Travis Matthews, hey, shout out. We love your fucking golf clo- clothes or whatever, the, your whole uh, line of clothing for men. Travis Matthews makes some great shit. Oh, yeah. Um, but, um, we need a beer. We need some sort of beer company because I drink at the whole show, so. Any of the light, any of the companies out there that make light beer, Ooh, lo- maybe a local beer company or a local wine company or shit for that matter. There's a fucking distillery. There's a distillery literally right down the street from me. I'll, t- I'll take a couple bottles for some for some free advertising. Uh, who else? Who else could we advertise? Uh, huh. Well, I don't know. We got beer. We got we got beer. We got clothing. We need to somebody with dabs. Somebody with uh, the power unit that you got. Yeah, there's uh, all things. I mean, I'm, I use a, I use a powered mixer for to the show. Like, uh, I'll just give them a plug now. I don't give a fuck. Like, it's a, I use a Behringer eight channel mixer. So. You know, someone wants, there's better mixers than that. This mixer that I got is like fucking I don't know, 20 years old. <laughs> I mean, it's old. I got it like, I think when I lived with the uh, homeless Matt Sweeney. Oh. So. Oh, God. Oh, just when, just when I thought I didn't have to think about El Duche for another day or two until I had to go back to work, you had to bring up El Duche. You off work for a couple of days? I don't know. I actually, uh, Krusky came back 
off a layoff, so I got an extra day off this week, next week, so I got the day off tomorrow. Really? So I don't have to see El Duche till Saturday. Perfect. Beautiful. So good. Uh, anyway, well, it's good that, uh, you know, you got that shit worked out. <laughs> if we get some of these sponsors to come through, maybe you don't have to do that shit anymore. Uh, how about Airstream? We want to go on the road. Let's get Airstream. Ooh, Air, Ooh. Airstream would be good. Airstream. Big goals, big goal. I think that I think we could do that if we get enough listeners. I mean, we've got probably we got we're in plenty of different countries and cities, lots of cities. I think, like I said, Dublin, Ireland is all of a sudden a fan. I don't know where the fuck. Some dude in fucking Vietnam. Thank you. That's awesome. Love we love you guys. You're right. We love thank you, Vietnam. I don't know why you're listening to us, but hopefully you think it's entertaining enough. <laughs> Good morning, Vietnam. Yeah. That was a hell of a movie. Yeah, there you go. I miss I miss me a little Rollywood and Williams. Um yeah. Other than that Forrest Whitaker was in that movie too. Was he? You remember how popular that movie was? It just it was an honest kind of open look about a couple of guys that were trying to uh, relate to a culture where our government kind of went in and tried to, you know, help things out. Fuck up. And uh, it was weird. Yeah, at the end, no matter what, they still looked at us as, kind of as the enemy. And even as we were kind of Robin Williams and Forrest Whitaker was leaving the country, they uh, kind of they they knew they were going to miss each other, even though there was some anger, you know. And uh, they taught the kids how to play baseball. Oh, isn't that cute? You know what's crazy though is hey, that think, Vietnam is the huh? fucking shit today. Like they don't even, I mean, they almost don't even remember the Vietnam War. Uh, you ever watch any of those Anthony Bourdain's where he goes to Vietnam and I think he had Obama with him and one of them. You ever see that one? Oh yeah. I'm, I like, uh, I love no reservations. Yeah. Rest in peace. Anthony that Bourdain. The name of the show. Yeah. Yep. Bourdain was a jujitsu guy. I don't know if you knew that or not, but he trained. Yeah. He, trained, he also went trained him, trained himself to choke himself. He went the same way as Robin Williams. Yeah, and Chris Cornell, and seems to be the easy way out if you're scared of guns. Unless you're, uh, unless you're uh, uh, Nirvana. That guy just blew his head off with a fucking shotgun. You know, I'm almost wondering if uh, he didn't. I wonder if he did that. Not because he was unhappy with his life. He uh, he was unhappy with his wife. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, I'm saying, like Bill Burr says, you know, I'm not saying you should hit a woman, but don't tell me there's never a reason to hit one. Not a reason to hit one. You know, we get mad at each other. But somehow women do got that, that type of... A type of thing, thing in their souls where they can literally get somebody to go, God damn it, you know what? 
I know I'm worth millions. I'm a rock star. I could get all this other pussy, but this girl's driving me nuts so much. I don't want to deal with it. I'm blowing my head off. I don't think it was her. I think it was a lot of the fame. He wasn't. He's from Aberdeen, man. Like, there's not a whole lot of shit out in Aberdeen. Did he? He dealt with it. He just stayed the same old dude. So did uh, Dave Grohl. Look at Dave Grohl. I don't. Dave think... Grohl hasn't changed at all. He, he's I think... never. I don't know if he's ever really felt like a rock star. He knows that. He is, but he looks at like he's got to play with Prince on stage on a on just a open you know a night where they were practicing, and he felt like a little kid. I mean, all those rock stars have their idols too. I think if you I think you feel the pressure if you're like I am the shit. I don't think he's ever felt like I am the shit. Like he just likes to play drums and fucking rip on guitar, and he gets to a certain point that it's not about the money anymore. He's actually doing it because he actually loves the art. You know what I mean? You know, I, I know what you mean. I am. Um, I remember when um, a friend of mine started going to the University of Washington. He was a year ahead of me in high school. and So he's in college. I'm in high school. And I'd go up and visit or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. we found. Go up there for the college girls, huh? Go up there for the what? Oh, the college girls. College girls. What college did he go to? You dumb. Oh, so there's some talent up there. All right, tell me more. Well, <laughs> not going that direction, but uh, well, I remember part of the story. I well, I remember um, when he started going up there. I was like, "Yo," he's like, "Dude, Kurt Cobain's house is like right down the street from you know, like where he blew his head off. It's like it's like right down the street from the Dub." I'm like, "No fucking shit." So we drove all the way down into the Broadmoor area and found it and drove up the driveway. It's fucking creepy. This is like 2000, like probably like 2000. It's like a few years after, he blew, you know, I think he blew his head off in like, what, like 94, six years later. Um, I'll find out, but he, he changed music. That whole band changed music, dude. Nirvana? You know, they, uh, Nirvana just quit. Yeah. No, Nirvana. Yeah, they were done after. Nirvana. They were, they were done after. No, they were. Nirvana. Was, they were Nirvana. Done. Nirvana was done after Kurt Cobain killed himself. No shit. You lost your lead singer. You can't replace that guy. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that they created grunge. I they were the yeah. original. I mean, it was a mixture. I mean, but they were probably the forefront because you. You got so many good bands that came out of this area back then. Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, even Soundgarden. Chris Cornell worked at fucking... He worked at a fucking restaurant in Ballard, you know? And I have a a good friend of mine used to... You know, he's older than me, but he's been in the music industry forever. But he goes, I used to play pool with Chris Cornell like you and I would play pool. Now Mm -hmm. Now he's fucking dead. And he was a mega star. You know, I mean, and he was just a regular dude when he was up here. You know, what's weird. You know, how some people say that when, uh, rock stars die young, some rock stars. Well, yeah. Sometimes that, you know, sometimes they're like, well, is it the pressure? Is it this? Is it that? And there's one comedian and he, you know, he was just trying to find a, uh, a different way of looking at it, you know, death, 
nobody dying is funny, but we all go through it. And you got to figure out how to laugh at everything in life, in my opinion. And he goes, wonder if that's all they had. Wonder if they just woke up one day and like, huh, I can't come up with another riff, can't make another tune. I'm just going to go around just basically karaoke my shit for the rest of my life. I can't come up with any new shit. And they're just like, I can't take it. You know, there's a lot of pressure. People start calling you fraud. I mean, people used to rip on Kurt Cobain because they didn't think he was a real singer because he just kind of scre- he was kind of a screamer. And um, people rip on his guitar playing too a little bit. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I grew up on it, so maybe I have a different perspective. But he, he got a lot of criticism in the press. And then, um, you know, Courtney Love didn't really help that shit either because she was badass fucking crazy but you know they have a child together and the it's she had a daughter or they had a daughter and that girl's got to be 25 26 she's years like, old yeah i'm pretty sure she already went to college and everything she's got her i think she's together, like 20 okay. i think she's like probably 26 27 years old i don't even know what she looks like but i bet you she's fucking whacked you know maybe not i don't know there's a question. She's white. Is she privileged? She's Her got, mom's crazy drug she's got, addict. She's got, they, they she, got she is privileged. She's got rock and roll privilege, bro. Like, she's part of... Well, other than, other than the fact that she has some of that rock and roll money, like you would inherit from, you know, if you had, like, whatever. It's also but called I mean, influence. Yeah, but think about it. She's been through a lot more serious shit than most kid, most people out there. Her dad committed suicide. Her uh, mom's a recovering drug addict tenfold, and she just wants a simple life. She she just wants to be. She doesn't want to be a rock star. She just wants to be normal. You know, it's just. Shit. I guess what I'm trying to say is that even when people are kind of privileged in a way, a lot of them have to go through shit that we want to exchange all the money that they have. So I want to exchange that to lose my dad. Well, I don't think she. You know had, what I mean? She she didn't really have a choice. She was really young. I mean, she could, there was nothing that no, she didn't. there's nothing that girl could have ever done to influence the the outcome of that because she was like a fucking two year old. You know. Well, that's that's the, that's that's the point of it. You most of us aren't in a position to influence that part of our lives, whether it's parents or what they did. You know, we can never influence that. But depending on how they are successful kind of depends if you're privileged or not you know what i mean yeah no i i agree uh i mean will smith will smith jada pinkett obviously his kids are going to be privileged yeah i mean they're gonna well you know will, he, will smith seems like a pretty decent dude I'm, i think he'd probably, probably make his fucking kids and he grew up not in the limelight really i mean he young yes he was no, famous dude. He he was he was seventeen, sixteen, seventeen, making records with DJ Jazzy Jeff. But like he, he spent his first, he spent and lost his first million dollars right when he was eighteen. But I'm talking about like young, like you when you grow up, like eight years old to like fucking you know till like you can drive. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, he really was from like West Philadelphia or somewhere in Philadelphia, right? Wasn't he? 
What he raps about, where he's from. Or was that Dude. just, or was that just a Fresh Prince lyric? Philly, dude? back in Philly. Yeah, but or was West that Philadelphia, born and raised? Or yeah, is that just dude, a lyric? To, or is that just a lyric to a song? Or was that really his life? Oh no, no, no! He was always, he was always true to his music. I mean, no, he, but was that? That's not what I asked. I said, is that a, just a lyric, or was that true to his life? Did he really grow up that in West Philly? Well, that's that's he what I, that's really what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, you saw what happened in West Philadelphia. Not too long ago, fucking cart, they're burning police cars and fucking jacking the fucking police hats and walking around like assholes. And doesn't seem like much has changed. Dude. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we should keep talking about eight year olds because they sound, sounds like a whole bunch of eight year olds walking down the streets with doing tantrums. Somebody said it perfect. They said, they said a lot of these post protesters are like, Imagine you have a kid, so you have a house, and you have a kid in your house, and you have your five-year-old's going through a temper tantrum and builds a fort in the middle of your 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 living room, and then just starts demanding for food and and uh, and services. You know, they're, that's their fort. You can't tell them what to do inside their fort, but they still need you to take care of their ass. Yeah. So here's where I, here's where the whole they're doing. They're like here's where the whole world is fucked up. Okay, are you ready for this? The whole, the whole world is fucked up by, I, I was, okay, let me start with this. I was watching an interview with Kanye West, and he was on Kimmel, Jimmy Left Wing Kimmel's show. And uh, he was, ta- he's, by the way, he, that guy is a changed dude. He's way different, Kanye West, after he's been with Kim. Like, he's way, like, fucking, like, lost all of his edge, really. But he did make a good point. He goes, he does try, wait, Kanye? Kanye just dropped another album that went huge. Yeah, probably. It's Kanye West. Well, I know. He just dropped another album that just went huge. It's all about, like, it's, it's like a, almost a religious album, like a yeah. Christian album. His Jesus, his, his, whole, his Jesus album. Yeah, he's like, he's got, he started a church. Which is yeah. the, which is the way to be the most profitable? That's the most profitable business in America, to be honest with you. And you know, I, I seriously, they don't pay taxes, and uh, you know, they don't have to report their income. It's the most profitable business in America is starting a church. That's why there's so many of them. There's mega churches and dudes flying around on fucking private jets. But anyway, what's wrong with fucking America and these eight year old protesters is that Kanye made a good point in this interview with Jimmy Kimmel. He goes. There's only two things in this world, and it's fear and it's love, and that's it. He goes, A and a B, right? And I think, you know, people react out of things that they fear, where I think that uh, if we just let people beat the shit out of each other with their bare hands, no one's going to die. Someone might get knocked out. But once you should just have, like, you know, hey, let's take it outside type of fucking days instead of fucking shoot people. You know, like... People are scared to get in fights. I think it's very important to get in a fight very early in your life. I'm talking like eight years old, have a very traumatic fucking fight with somebody. Because if you don't get any, like you you fear it the whole the rest of your life. And the older and older and older you get, people just avoid it. And that's why there's bullies and there's fucking nerds and there's fucking this and then that. People run scared their whole fucking life. But you know, what if you just, hey, everybody, it's okay. 
if you guys just literally beat the shit out of each other with your fists, you know, everybody's got the choice to walk away. Everybody's got the choice to stick around that person and leave. I'm. This sounds terrible, but I would say women included. You know, fucking. Did you see that video I sent you, of that, the thing that Snoop Dogg posted on his Instagram? Did you watch? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see that yet. It enraged me so much. There's this younger black woman who's in a convenience store who was told no probably and beats the shit out of like punches this fucking older black lady about six times in the face and you're messing you're messing with the wrong bitch or whatever the fuck she said i'm like dude this is disturbing anyway you see that's the problem that's the problem with your theory, though, is that we should just allow people just to beat the shit out of each other and that's it, and whatever happens. No, happens. no, 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 no. That's well, no, that's not the, that. My theory isn't just let people beat. I'm saying that there shouldn't be consequences to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because but the problem because that older lady, that older lady, if it was okay to do it her entire life, she would have kicked that bitch's ass because she was out of line. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, survival of the fittest here. I think people should get in a fight as soon as they're alive. You're not going to die. You're not going to get die. You're not going to die by getting punched in the face. You're not going to get. You're not going to die by getting kicked. You're not going to die by getting thrown on the ground. You're not going to die. Any of that shit. Does it hurt? Yes. Brett, what's wrong with that sixty-six-year-old woman that's gone through her life without? having the need to get in a fight with anybody because she's actually dealt with sane people. Listen, it's, I think there, I don't sit there, there and look for there, a fight. There needs, at least amongst men, at least amongst men, maybe I'll take the woman part out of it, but at least amongst men, there needs to be a way to settling differences because uh, words turn into fucking, I'm getting the gun out of my trunk. You know what I think we've lost? Common courtesy. There's people too much the common courtesy. Bro, there's too much there's common courtesy. People, there's not. There's not enough. No, people bullshit. People are cutting each other off. People off road rage. People don't make eye contact anymore. I mean, mm. people are very rude and very standoffish. People Nobody are standoffish. Any, I mean, women, women have, honestly, women have, women that still like guys, that still want guys to treat women like women or ladies, they're like, where have all the good guys gone? The guys that used to open up doors and, and just be, you know, take the chair so they can sit down and push it back in for them or stand up when they get off the table because they have to go to the bathroom. You just, just certain things that you respect your woman. People don't respect their own woman anymore or their own Parents. Well, I took that Most out of the equation. I'm not, say, I'm not saying men should beat women, and that has nothing to do with it. Chivalry, that's, well, some, no, that's something I, different. We're okay, talking We're talking about between polite. me and you. Me, me and you have an argument, and all of a sudden, it turns into me going to my car and getting my gun and shooting you. Like, fucking, why, why should that be? That happens. Uh, he, there's no courteous? Well, you know what? What, we're going to be courteous about, I mean... I think it'd be okay if, if two guys took it outside. Mm-hmm. Let's take it outside. Well, the problem is, why, why, do, why do we have an argument in the first place? Why couldn't we just talk about our argument and leave it at that? Why does it have to get to this? You're right. But I, I, don't want, 
I don't want to hit somebody. And if somebody keeps talking where I just, I know I'm not going to get through, I just go, hey, I'm obviously not going to waste my time. Uh, I don't need to be friends with everybody in the world. It's not that I hate this dude or not, but I'm just not going to waste my time anymore. It's like having a bad customer in your shop. You know, certain ones are going to buy, certain ones aren't, certain ones going to waste your time, but they're, they're nice guys and they come in a lot. So you, you're nice to them, even though you're not making your money off of them. But there are some guys that are just pain in the ass customers. And honestly, the right to refuse service should still be a good go-to in a business environment and a right to refuse service to somebody who's actually taking your time. Why would I waste time with somebody who doesn't really respect mine? It's, okay. I, it's about taking your time back. It's about being court, being polite to people and just, Hey, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to agree on this. Let's just go to a different topic. Let's, or, you know, not me and you, but whoever that wants to, fight me think of the old west days okay old west days everybody had a gun yeah everybody had a gun danny i don't even like i don't like the way you looked at my woman i'm gonna i just fucking shoot you and it's over fuck you You that's not really how it happened in the old west fuck yeah no it didn't bullshit those are a lot of males so you're saying if that actually happened that guy who shot me would not be thrown in jail, dude. Depends on because, what. Because what, depends on where what you're you at. Called, what, what? That what you just called out was murder, and most guys that are married are only going to protect. Back then, they protected the, their the, the the their wife and their family, but they weren't going to just shoot somebody for looking at their woman, unless you're an outlaw. And then outlaws don't care about laws, and they don't even care about gun laws. So, so they're going to have. So let's back up. A, let's, let's back up a second. So in the old west, listen, if basically everybody had a mutual respect. Listen, you're a human being. I'm a human being, and uh, we can either solve this over drinks, or we can, uh, you know, walk ten paces and turn and fucking gunfight, you know, or whatever. However the fuck they were doing it back then. But or in, my posse against your posse. Yes, because that's where shit gets wild. But mano a mano, like if you're disrespected, sometimes someone just needs to get slapped. Sometimes. Because some people run their mouths and they just they think that there's no consequence to what they say. Uh, you know, fucking they should get smacked. I'm totally for that. You're not, though. Because... If it was a different environment, what you'd be in the, you you'd be in the gym lifting weights and going to MMA classes. I don't know, but you're not. <laughs> I would, I would, no, I would have to because if that was the normal thing, I would have to all of a sudden know how to fight better than the next guy. Because if you're telling me that every time somebody gives me an attitude and gets up in my face, it's just a new standard of life that you go outside and you duke it out. I wouldn't want to do that. Well, you wouldn't today. You wouldn't today. You wouldn't today because you lived your whole life like that. But if you grew up just knowing that's the way it was, you might have a different perspective. So that's like saying every MMA fighter out there is that when they have a problem with somebody, they step outside and they go at it. And I don't think that's it because of people getting sued and this and that. They 
pretty much. That's what I said. What if there is no consequence to that? Then you're creating just a, a free reign for bullies. Because there's nothing more than a bully would like to do than just have, have the ability to say that somebody upset him so he could kick their ass. And he would do that all day long, and there's not a fucking thing you would do. The only thing you could do is get a gun to protect yourself against an asshole like that. That's just, exactly what we want. You're probably right. But I think that there's... Dude, I, th- I, th- I think are the same people that have 100 arrests underneath their belt, and they're still walking around pushing over old ladies. And, you're probably and right. And out fucking on you're the street, right. taking their wallet. I'm probably wrong. Yeah. I'm probably... You're probably right, and I'm probably wrong, but... I honestly, I'm just saying that, I'm honestly, just saying that criminals already do that. I honestly, criminals already do that. I honestly think, though, that people run their mouth without any fear of consequences because they don't. They know that there's people are going to get sued and la 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 la. I mean, I'm sorry, ladies, but there's some ladies out there that run their fucking mouth like they, like a dude would run their mouth, like the dude that's willing to fight anybody in the room run their mouth. And there's no consequence because when a man hits a woman, everybody knows that that's wrong. Everybody knows that that's wrong. And they know this and they play that card up. It's kind of the same. And if you're a guy that gets hit by your woman, you're considered without everybody saying, oh, you're kind of a bitch. When I was living in in L.A., I had a neighbor. I had two neighbors that are a couple that lived next to me right and the the woman would stay home and she would drink all day and the man would come home and she would literally scream at him for fucking like five six seven hours straight until they went to bed and, and it, it happened every single night and i'd see this guy like sometimes you know we take i you take the garbage out and you see your neighbor throwing the trash out at the same time and i'd see him i'm just kind of look at him like I don't know how you do it, bro. How the hell you do it? I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you haven't killed this bitch yet. <laughs> Must be some good pussy. I don't know. No, I don't. It you was, know, it was every single night. The problem, dude. We've all had friends. <laughs> the problem is, I think we're all too fucking mixed up. Like, um, men. 250, 300, 400, 500,000 years ago are not the same men that the, that we are today. And the same goes for women. I think that we've all learned to carry different loads. Like there's loads that women carry that the men used to carry. And there's loads that men carry that used to be the women's responsibility. And that changes the psyche of everybody. So it's like, it's kind of fucked It's basically you're taking, you, you used to have very simple, you had masculine feminine. And it was okay to be a woman, it was okay to be a guy. Guys had certain responsibilities, women had other responsibilities. Feminists came into play and said, hey, girls can do just as what guys want to do. And we're like, yeah, we knew that. If you want to get a job, get a job. If you want this, that, do that. But, I mean, People aren't pulling their weight like they used to. Men used to be able to take care of the house and the family. Women raised the kids and made sure that they properly said they they were raised by the parents' values, by hers and the husband's values. Now they just ship everything out to somebody else to do it for a cheaper rate. 
they go to work, you know, husbands go to work, your kids grow up, they hate you. They, you know, they go to a school and they never see you again. And you might get Christmas cards and a birthday card. And if you're lucky, maybe you actually stayed pretty connected with your kid. But that's not the case. The thing I've learned about fighting my whole life, or my, not my whole life, but, you know, a good chunk of my life is that you, after it's over, you either continue to hate the other person or you guys are best friends. It's one or the other. There's a mutual respect. It's like, okay, 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 I get it. Or it's like, you know what, fuck you. So... In any argument, there's a tipping point. You're either going to respect the person at the end or you're going to fucking... It's going to be okay. It's like, you know what? We got that out of our system. It's okay now. Like, we yell at each other and we're like, oh, okay, all right. Well, I'm glad, glad you're able to like just get that out of your system. No, some people need to really let it out of their Why system. Why would you care? Hmm? Why would you care if we're never going to see that guy again? That's that's see that's where the that's where logic comes into play. You can just walk away. Why would you? you can just walk away. I mean, anything I've ever learned, like you know, even though that's a big part of it, like okay, that's if it gets to a fight. But you know what? You the most powerful weapon you have is your fucking brain to even get in the situation to let it escalate like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I've gotten into fucking like zero street fights because usually it's like not that i walk away but it's just like you talk yourself in and out of out of fights straight up like i mean it's just not if you're looking for a fight you're gonna you're gonna find one you know if you are uh trying to prove a point and maybe you get disrespected i mean there's plenty of times in your life i know you want to fucking kick someone's ass but you didn't you just got mad and walked away would you have rather kick that guy's ass no I literally when I was younger the, the when I was younger and hot headed yeah I thought I had to prove a point in this and that and then I realized hey man there's a lot of friends I used to be really close friends to that I would still love to hear on the phone once in a while but they're just they're married, they're doing their thing. We just grow apart. So I look at things very, very more finite. Like things don't last long. Like if you have a good friend, have a good time with a friend. They might not be there forever. They might find a leather life, you know, move to, you know, Australia. Or if you've got a dad, stay in town with him, but as best you can, because one time you might be dead. So I'm just like, I just got to the point in my life, the older I got, is that I'm trying to prioritize what keeps me calm, who around me makes me happy, and who do I make happy. So I just try to get myself in those areas and try to be as productive as I can. And if I came across somebody that I was like, what an asshole, just piece of shit, I want to sock him in the fucking face. I just like, no, I don't want to be around that person anymore. He, he or she created thoughts in my head that almost got me to an impulse state where I'm not able to control myself. And, you know, the older you get, the more in life you kind of come up with responsibilities and you're like, you know, it kind of suck if 
I that guy does deserve to get laid out or that bitch deserves to get smacked, but I know my ass is going to go to jail if I do anything. And the consequences of that is not worth it to me. So I choose not to do it. And I choose to make sure that I don't have to interact anymore in my future time with those type of people. So I think the answer, I think the answer is this before it escalates to any of that shit is to be able to control your emotions. That's what gets people in arguments. Control, being able to control your emotions. Control yourself. You can't control anybody else in life. That is, that is. You can never control anybody else. That's what I mean by controlling yourself. Control Control your emotions. You can control yourself. You can control yourself and you can control your outcome. You can always control your outcome. You can't control what you went in with, but you can control your outcome. Man, I'd really like to play the After Hours podcast with the... Mm -hmm. East Coast Ellen and who? <laughs> uh, the uh, we had an after hours podcast that uh, we're just not going to publish, and uh, there was technical difficulties. There was te- technical difficulties where that one didn't. Uh... But man, alive! Well, you two, you two were getting into it, and I'm not going to go much further than that, but. Jesus Christ, if you're in the same room, I think someone would have got punched. It's, it's, you notice how I had to walk out of the interview at one point? <laughs> but there was, I really had to walk out because I was like, I am, I would not stop just vomiting, just shit coming out of my mouth. I wasn't able to control my thoughts at a certain point because I was like, just mad. I was like, how can you think that? How can you be? But it's, I have to realize that everybody's different and the younger people are than me. Normally, they're going to have a different picture like I did when I was younger. And it's taken me a long way to think that I have now. And it's not that I'm trying to force my beliefs on anybody, but I'm trying to figure out how we can all live together and try to make sense of it. You know, like, I, if I can understand your point of view, that's one thing. But if your point of view is surrounded by a lie, and I feel like you're continuing to lie to me and hold lie on, to me on, again, hold on, hold on, hold on. You haven't heard heard any of this stuff, so before you start just going off on what's a lie and what's not, I do remember what got me mad. What got you mad? I was, I was, I. I do you want to talk about it or ooh. not? No, I, but I mean, you just brought, brought it up. So, but I mean, it's another point where it's something that got me upset and I had to choose to walk away. And that was the best thing I could do. And just because in my, in my true belief, I always have that 24 hour thing. If somebody pisses me off really bad, I try to bite my tongue for 24 hours. And if it still pisses me off the next day, then it is something that needs to be addressed or talked about. But if it's something in 24 hours, that's not that I could just, I don't care about anymore. It wasn't a big a deal in the first place to get mad about it. You know what I mean? That's a great rule, but you were telling uh, me, you were starting to get all elitist on me. Like, this is my house. And I'm like, all right, motherfucker, really? It was getting, well, it was getting weird, but all I'm trying to say, I, I don't even know, know how we got on the subject. All I, I just think that 
if you two were in the room, someone was going to get their ass kicked. I'm not sure who it would have been. <laughs> East Coast Allen or fucking Diggs? Dan- Diggler. I don't hit girls. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. You should never hit girls. Well, then they shouldn't hit me neither. You know what's really weird? I've been in boxing classes with women. Like, there's a, a good friend of mine. Her name's Rachel. And she's a fucking badass boxer, man. And I met her through jujitsu, but um, she's like, yo, I've been doing boxing forever. You should come train with my coach if you're interested in boxing. And I did. And she's the hardest hitting bitch I've ever seen in my life. And they wanted, the coach was like, well, since you guys know each other, how about you guys spar? I'm like, dude, I can't spar. I can't spar with Rachel. Sorry. It just fucking feels weird because... I see how she trains and the way she hits. And if you want me mm-hmm. to, if you want me to replicate that same intensity to her, I'm going to really fucking hit her. And I don't want to do that to someone that I know, <laughs> even though we do jujitsu and we choke each other out and fucking bend each other's arms and fuck each other up that way. Punching. You're saying, you're saying when you respond, you respond. There's no, really, like there, you're there, the there's, There's no option. In a submission, you have the opportunity to tap out before it gets too bad, before your arm breaks, before you pass out, before it hurts like a motherfucker. You can tap out, right? In boxing, you're taking a straight fucking punch at whatever force it comes. There's no tapping. It's like, oh, no, that's too much of a punch. No, you just take it. That's fucking... And your goal is to hit the target. The goal is to hit the target. Mm-hmm. And get the target to stop hitting you. Listen, That's the goal, right? Listen, no joke. This bitch could knock me out like she could. But at the same time, I'm, I'm a little bit bigger than her. And I can, I, I know, I don't, I don't know if I can punch harder than her, but I know if I was to bring it like the way she brings it to the other women in the, in the, in, you know, the class, dude, I'd knock her out. Like if I brought it the same way, I just don't want to do that. That's why there's different classes, men, men's divisions, women's divisions. That's that's a that's a social bridge that we haven't crossed yet. Like, do you know who Amanda Nunez is? Oh yeah, dude. I DePaulo the other day, or I was listening to the DePaulo thing that you sent me, and he's like, she needs to start fighting the men because she's going to retire. She's got no one else to fight. And I kind of agree with it. Like, if you're that good of a, if you're that good. And you clean out the your division in the women's, and there's still men left over in the you know, the same weight class. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe let it happen. That's like saying who does who, back in the day who does Mike Tyson fight next when he beats everybody. I mean, it's just you get to the point where you're the the top of your deal. You don't jump to something else. You just you realize you look around and you go, "Hey, this is the top, and I made it." I can't kick any more ass because I kicked it all. I mean, they could have put Tyson in some of those no. WWE things, like as a joke, you know, like, you know. Well, hey, the crowd still loves him. They want to see him, and that way they can kind of go around more of a, as a celebrity than a than a uh, performing athlete. They're like a celebrity athlete rather than, you know, they can pretend to kick somebody's ass and, they can Mike Tyson had a couple of movie roles. I think he thought that was pretty fucking fun. I did saying when you get to the top Cha-cha. of the mountain, there's other peaks out there. You don't have to climb. You can just go, Hey, I'm going to jump on your peak. 
Oh, is that a movie? I'll be in it. I think Amanda Nunez would fucking take a fight with, with like a top 15 male. I think she'd beat him too. I think she'd fuck him up. I don't even think it's worth it. I, would I don't even think it's worth it. If she's the top of her field. That is good enough for me. I just, that's like after Mike Tyson gets done beating up some fucking, you know, everybody in the, you know, the, the boxing arena. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go after what's the next biggest animal on our earth that could, could like hurt me. Oh, uh, gorilla or a chimpanzee and then he goes fucks fucks with a chimpanzee and tries to yeah i get you and a chimp and a chimpanzee is 10 times muscle dense than human sure there's a lot of similarities but a chimpanzee smaller than a human could rip a human literally from limb to limb lip, rip off your arm well that okay that's how powerful these fuckers are well, i that, mean what is he jumping up fucking tank so, with sharks and kick their ass i mean there's this one of my favorite things to do in jujitsu competitions because like when I was competing a lot I was like my best weights were like 145 155 pretty pretty fucking lightweight for a guy and I did really well and I'd win my division a lot and uh, if you won your division that put you in um, another division they call it the absolute division where you would go against everybody that won their division in all the weight classes, and all of a sudden it's a brand new tournament again. And of course, the heavyweight is the favorite, but as the 145 guy, it was kind of like, I'm the guy with the chip on my shoulder, right? You know, I'm, you know maybe I draw the 185 guy right away, and I catch him with something sneaky. We got about a minute left, I think. No, we got, we got some time. We got... Okay. Uh, we got... Um, so you're the sneaky 145 guy. We got about eight minutes left. Oh. Yeah, uh, and you fucking you fucking ankle lock the guy and you get him tapped some weird way, and you win and you get keep going, keep going, keep going. I was in this absolute division one time, and I made it to the finals, and it was against <laughs> no shit a guy that was ten pounds lighter than me. I couldn't believe it. I was like, how the fuck did that happen? The two lightest guys in the whole tournament ended up fighting each other at the very end of the two the two bruce lees you know were somehow along the way you know defeated the muhammad ali's and the mike tyson's and you know you get the floyd versus me, floyd mayweather versus bruce lee i think i think i think you're getting your head a little a little blown up there i don't think there is a you're, you're like you're like comparing everybody in that tournament to like a mortal Kombat. No, what I'm saying is everybody everybody that was in in the second round of the tournament had already won their division. So I won I won like 145. The guy I faced in the finals won 135. But there was like a 205 champion, a 185 champion somewhere along, along the way. Now, here's the thing is like not neither of us were supposed to win that because typically what happens is the big motherfucker wins that thing. Almost always, I like like ninety 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 percent of the time, the heavyweight wins. I understand that, but but if you're Amanda Nunez and you've won, you've cleaned out your division, and you're that type of competitor, wouldn't you like to see what you could do outside of it if there was an opportunity that was given to you? What if there was an absolute would division in the MMA? Would you want it? Would 
would you want to be the ranked guy that was chosen to fight her? Um, I I will draw back on to what I said about fighting my friend Rachel. I couldn't do it. I, I'd have to say no. No, listen. So listen to me. So listen to me. You got to look at it from the other corner. I understand everything you said, but when you were doing that tournament, there wasn't Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson and fucking Bruce Lee and that. No, that was a whole bunch of people that are just good competitors that are not anywhere near a professional league. You guys, you know, you know what I mean? So I'm talking about professional leagues. These guys, they're making their living off of that. They're trying to climb the rope. So you're My saying concept is an absolute division. It has nothing to do with you amateurs or supporters. I'm saying if there was an absolute division in the UFC, men, women included, who would be the best motherfucker? Would it be Conor McGregor? Would it be fucking John Jones? Would it be Amanda Nunez? We don't know because they don't have one. I think to it's what? To fight each other. Like, no, no. weight no weight class, no fucking nothing. Just go. No gender. Who would win? I want to wa- I want to watch that fight. Why not? I would not want to watch Conor McGregor beat the shit out of a woman, Amanda Nunez. For me, personally. But, but that's, that's what you assume that's going to happen. You would you would be freaking out if a man is knocked him it. out. We already see it. We already see it happening right now with a transgender athlete that is a mixed martial artist that's fractured the skull and the orbital of a woman that she fought already. Yeah, you're right. We've already seen that happen. Yeah, you're right. I mean, to sit there and say that it's even even it's a, for me, it wouldn't even be a sport anymore. I just think there should be a clear separation of women and men's sports and I do appreciate watching women's sports I watch women's golf all the time because I watch men's golf I like that competition and I can relate from both tee boxes and both you know as far as that's when I haven't uh, figured out yet uh, players but I mean the thing with like I could care less about women's basketball because I could give a shit about men's basketball ever since the Sonic left that's right uh if the, I, I but like if they were, if, baseball if, a little bit in the summertime when I'm in the ballpark drinking a beer, but I don't follow like the major leagues at all. I'd rather go see a triple A game, but I do appreciate sports, but I do think they should be separated. If there was ever an absolute division that should exist, it should be men versus women in golf. Do you not agree with that? No, it's not because they already tried that with Michelle Wee and they also tried it with Anakin Swordson when, uh, the, her and Tiger against uh, Phil and some other broad that we don't ever remember anymore. <laughs> you know, they did. They've already did all this shit. I mean, it doesn't work. Hmm. It doesn't work. What are you going to... The only way you can do it is literally have the ladies play a different box. Yeah. Just like they do in amateurs. But that would not fly for a professional thing. Everybody has the same goal line. Everybody has the same uh, uprights to hit through. It's not... It's not five feet narrower on one side and twelve feet wider on the other side. It's both the same fucking size. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But we got to wrap this up. But uh, had a good time debating absolute divisions and people kicking each other's ass and shit like that. But uh, it's gonna have to be it for today. By the way, That's it. That's it. Ninety-four. Ninety-four. Peace, everybody. Don't <laughs> you